Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Solve My World podcast. This is your host, Joseph Ward. Today is episode 40, which we are going to entitle Coaching, or maybe something more exciting if I come up with it after I record this podcast. So today, we are going to talk about, you guessed it, coaching. So the thing that got me thinking about this in the first place is I've been listening to a podcast uh, from Pushkin Industries called Against the Rules, and it's with the author Michael Lewis, who wrote books such as Moneyball and probably some other famous ones that I'm not familiar with. I actually haven't read any of his books, though. I've heard of Moneyball, and it sounds really interesting, Uh, so I should probably read it at some point. But his podcast is really interesting. The first season, he talked about referees, and not just in sports, but in life. So talking about people like judges and and, uh, uh, regulatory agencies, things like that, which are referees for our life. But in season two, he's been talking about coaches. And so same theme, not just coaches in sports, but coaches for everything. And as he rightly points out, today they basically have coaches for everything imaginable. Uh, life coaches, we've got coaches uh, for, uh, what are they called, uh, death coaches. I'm not entirely sure what that is, but, um, but basically anything you can think of, they prob- there's probably a coach for it. In fact, even a podcast like this one, you could probably think of as kind of like a mini, uh, kind of a version of having a coach which we'll kind of talk about a little bit later on. But his his uh, season two was really interesting. And as he talked about coaches, he, he often kind of comes at things from a little bit more of a, uh, I don't know, like a liberal wanting more government type of a viewpoint, whereas I tend to come from more of a get the government out of the way as much as possible and usually the government's the problem point of view but a lot of his points were uh, were very interesting and I I should say it's not like a huge part of his podcast he does a very good job of keeping it non-political but you can definitely tell that that's kind of his mindset and kind of to, when you see the conclusions he comes to so, so I usually agree with a lot of his Arguments, but then don't really agree with the solution that he comes with, comes up with at the end. But anyway, we're not going to necessarily talk about that. I just kind of want to give my thoughts on the whole coaching idea and maybe some of the things that, that he didn't necessarily talk about. But one thing that I think is really interesting that, uh, that has to do with coaching is the fact that in our world today, just having natural talent isn't really enough in most situations. Even if you look at something as simple as sports, I think all of us who have ever played sports growing up can relate. Um, the, to the kid there, there's one kid who's super talented when they're young. And so they, uh, they are like the star of the team and, you know, better than everyone else and whatever. And then you've got the kid who's not quite as good, but he's really passionate and, and works really hard. Sorry, I got people yelling in the background, I guess. <laughs> They're having a fun time playing a game or something. Um, but anyway, 
it, uh, over the years of these kids playing, after a little while, you'll see that the kid who had the natural talent just gets overshadowed very quickly by the kid who uh, who is practicing more. And and usually that practice is being led by a coach, though just trying harder on your own is also better than not trying at all. So I guess that example isn't isn't a direct analogy because that's probably the first step. So the first step is you can't just have natural talent, so the next thing you have to do is practice hard, which is what what the athletes started doing. But then even that's not enough now. The natural talent plus working hard isn't enough, so now you have to also have a coach to teach you how to be better. Uh, he shares a story in the podcast. I said I wasn't going to talk about the podcast, but I can't help it. Uh, where, um, what was it, baseball teams... Uh, there's a certain baseball team, I don't remember what it was now, but they got this new coach and he was really big into uh, into getting really good coaches, like having a really good coaching staff. And that wasn't a very big thing back whenever this story uh, was told. But his players started having so much improvement that people were suspecting them of taking steroids because they had that much improvement. And, and so then, of course, all the other teams copied it. And so now uh, having good coaches is almost as sought after as having good players. And I'd argue it's probably more important because you can take players that, uh, that wouldn't normally be as good. And with a good coach, you can make them much more valuable. Uh, another example comes from a book I really like called Outliers from Malcolm Gladwell. And in that book, in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I may have shared this story before, but it talks about these, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did, so sorry if I'm repeating it, uh, these uh, Canadian professional hockey players, almost all of them have their birthdays at the beginning of the year, and almost none of them have their birthdays at the end of the year. And you'd look at that data and be like, that's weird, because you'd think that it would just be a random distribution around the, uh, the months, because your birth shouldn't matter. But what the uh, explanation that Malcolm Gladwell puts forth is that since the kids are basically split into age groups based on their birthday, uh, their birth year, so from January 1st to December 31st, the kid who's born in January is going to be older than the other kids. And the older kids are generally going to be a little bit better. And so then they look better. So then when the co when uh, when more advanced teams are looking for players, they're going to select those kids that are older. And so then they get better coaching and and better equipment and all that stuff. So they end up becoming the better players over time. And so that shows how powerful <clears throat> just having the different coaches can be. But we don't see this pattern just in coaching. We, well, sorry, just in sports. Um, another example is the Thrive 15 Business School. Uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts, is a Thrive Time show. And Clay Clark, the founder, he he uh, grew many successful businesses, but his passion was to teach other people 
how to grow successful businesses. So he created, he started creating an online school and now it's kind of morphed into uh, also a coaching program as well as the podcast. And the people that he coaches in his coaching program, they have returns over 200% on average every year uh, versus most small businesses go out of business within a year or two. And I think it's like 80% are out of business in five years. So, so you can see uh, companies or businesses go from basically a 20% chance of survival up to basically doubling every year uh, when they work with him. And it's not because of some, uh, well, I was going to say it's not because of some magic formula, but I guess it kind of is. Uh, the magic formula is the coaching. Clay and all the other business uh, experts that he works with have perfected the system and so then they can use that system and teach it to their clients and then their clients can have success. Uh, another example is if you look at things like standardized testing like the ACT and the SAT there is not a very I'm trying to remember exactly the statistics so I'm not making stuff up but I can't remember exactly what it is so I'll just say uh, the kids that just because a kid gets a high score on the test doesn't mean that they were necessarily smarter in school than someone that may have gotten a lower score. I'm trying to think of the word. So it's like not it's not correlated um, exactly. So you so in other words, you'd expect if a kid gets a 4.0 GPA, you'd expect them to get the same average ACT and SAT score as another kid that got a 4.0. And if they got a 3.0 or a 3.5 or whatever, you'd expect them to get, you know, a different, uh, a slightly lower score, but they aren't correlated at all. And, uh, and the kids that end up getting the higher scores, the thing that, that is common about all of them is that they had some sort of coaching to help them take the test. So taking the test, like if someone just went and took the test without any coaching, like I did, then you're on average gonna get a lower score than people that go and have a coach help them. And I think as we think about this, well, I guess I'll say as well, just in general, schools that are, you know, quote unquote, better schools, are the schools that, or kids that go to those schools are going to have better outcomes. And, and, and all these examples, I think when we think about them, we're like, well, obviously they have the advantage, but that's, that's, I guess, kind of the point that it's driving home is that coaching is the advantage. Having coaches is a huge advantage and it's shown over and over again in all these different fields. So I think this, so this is our Monday show, so it's supposed to be about what exactly are we supposed to do? Like, how do we solve problems in our lives? And I think I'm kind of, I'm focusing more on like the, the world aspect, like how the world works. But, but I guess we'll move in now to like, how do we exactly handle this? Because basically what it shows is no matter how good or smart you are at, at something, you're not going to be able to compete for very long without some sort of coaching. Even if you look at things like uh, board games, like if you want to play chess, if you just sit down and learn the rules and start to play, you're going to get killed by someone that has even had just a little bit of coaching. That doesn't mean they're necessarily 
smarter than you or anything. It just means that they have learned some of the different little tricks. And even with things like trades, uh, if you are like a carpenter, then you're going to learn these little tricks that make you much faster than someone that isn't a carpenter. Even if they know the basic idea of how to do something, they're not going to be able to do it as fast or as good of quality. So I think it, it uh, applies to pretty much everything. And so basically in the podcast, Michael Lewis is saying that this is a problem that basically ex exacerbates, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, exacerbates inequality. And, and I think that that kind of does on initially. Um, well, I don't know, it might not even at all. Because here's, here's the thing, having good coaches gives you a, an advantage, but the but coaching itself is a pretty easy and and cheap thing generally. And what I mean by that is, yeah, if you pay someone to come and personally be your coach to just talk to you, you know, if they're good, you're going to have to pay them a good wage and, you know, who knows what their hourly rate is. It's going to be extremely expensive for you to have them to just sit there and coach you. And so if you're super wealthy, you could maybe afford to, to do that, which could help you become even more wealthy. But if you're just like a middle-class person and you can't really afford that, maybe what you can afford to do is go and take some in-person classes or go to workshops or something like that. And, and yeah, it's not going to be quite as intimate, but you're still going to get that similar type experience where you can learn from someone who is experienced in that thing. And now if you can't even afford to do that, You've got all sorts of options today. You've got we've got podcasts, we've got YouTube videos, we've got online communities. Even potentially we can have AI in the future, artificial intelligence that that can help coach us. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's basically just learning these little formulas, these little systems in the world. That's how we are able to get that advantage. And and if and that kind of levels the playing field. If you have a sports team that knows some new strategy, then they're going to be able to use that to their advantage and they might beat a superior team just because of their superior strategy. But pretty soon that other team is going to learn the strategy and then the playing field will be equalized again. So the faster the information can travel around, the more level the playing field will be. So like I said, with all these different mediums, I think those systems, these tricks, these coaching philosophies can be passed around very quickly and spread around to everyone. I mean, I just think today, for example, I listen to probably 10 different podcasts and, and one of them, you know, he's a former financial advisor, basically an expert financial advisor that, that was teaching me about uh, let's see, I listened to two or three of his podcasts today. One of them was uh, how to successfully start mini businesses. One of them was how to, uh, he was interviewing another expert on good ways to start in real estate investing. And let's see, what was the other one? I can't even remember what the other one was now. No, not going to come to me. Um, and then let's see, what's another podcast list? You guys probably don't care anyway, but but it's kind of fun for me, so you'll have to humor me. 
since this is my podcast. Uh, I listened to the Happiness Lab podcast where they talked about how uh, how giving ourselves some more free time can actually make us more creative and more healthy and help, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, effective in our life, happy, healthful, healthy. I don't know what I was trying to say. Anyway, um, then I listened to the Art of Charm podcast, and they were talking about how to uh, basically overcome your fears to get what you want in life, and some some different practical tips to do that as opposed to just people saying, you know, you got to just reach for your dreams. It's like, okay, but step by step, what do you do? And so just today, I was being taught by all of these successful people, or at least people that have researched these topics before, and now they're just teaching me directly. Of course, I can't ask them questions in real time, though a lot of them, I can send them questions in email and they can answer them for me. But, but I'm, I'm receiving this high quality information from them. And so now I know the same tricks that these successful people know, and so now maybe I can become a little bit more successful. So I guess this is kind of a roundabout way of saying that I think that it will actually help give more opportunities to more people. Now, I don't think it'll necessarily get rid of inequality, and I'm probably going to talk about this more in a different show, but... But I think that inequality is, or trying to get rid of inequality, is a, is basically a fruitless goal. Because I don't think it's really possible or desirable. If you think about people, there's always people that are going to have more drive and determination. And some people that, I guess for lack of a better word, are just kind of lazy. And the lazy people are never going to have the same success as the, as the more driven people. And then there's a whole scale uh, on this. And with the world that we live in, you can basically have exponential growth. Like the more you learn and the more driven you are, the more you can get out of life. And so these people that, that, that are driven and they're earning a lot of money, they're going to be able to earn even more money over time. And so it kind of, it, it, it grows exponentially, whereas the person who's lazy, uh, they kind of are just stuck in the same spot and they can't seem to get anywhere. And so I think there's always going to be that type of inequality. But what I, what we don't want is inequality in, uh, I guess, opportunities. I don't know if that's exactly the right concept I want to convey. Because opportunities tend to, uh, I don't know, I don't think it's necessarily random. But, but if you can get education to as many people as possible, then let's say that someone is born poor, but they have that drive, they can be able to, to if they can get the knowledge, they can pull themselves out of poverty and become uh, whatever you know, they desire to become. And so what we don't want to see is people like that that could potentially pull themselves out, but because they don't have access to some advantage, they aren't able to do that. And so that's where things like this are really handy because these people can now get coaches for very inexpensive. 
even if they're not like a a, a one-on-one coach uh, you can think of it almost like mentors same type of concept and so if we can teach people that that that's what they need is just to start learning from people who are successful at whatever it is they want to do then they can use that to build success in their own lives and that's what I think the true the true in, uh, equality is is where everyone can have access to to that type of education now of course I don't think that it should be mandated like by the government or anything because it's it's a little bit too slow the education needs to evolve quickly and some and the government doesn't move quickly which is a good thing that's how it's designed it's designed to move slow so that it we don't uh, break things too too fast but some things need to move fast and that's where businesses and uh, just communities come in because if one business fails it's not necessarily that big of a deal in fact it's kind of a good thing because then people learn from the failure of that business and they can uh, they can you know learn from it and improve their own business so anyway you we want to have we want to have this equal opportunity for people to have access to this information, but the free market is creating it because there's a need for it and a desire for it. So people are just putting out thousands of dollars worth of worth of uh, teaching and coaching and and uh, advice on on these free platforms that anyone can go participate in. And so we just need to learn how to take advantage of those. So that's kind of the personal aspect of this. And I'm going to talk about it more um, next week, I believe. Uh, Is it next week or is it? Let's see. Yeah, I think next week I'm going to talk about how we can get even more advantage out of learning from others. Basically turning everyone we meet into a mini coach. So that's what I'm going to talk about next week. So I think I'll kind of wrap up here. But but basically the overall message, though I've probably said it over and over again at this point, um, but is that basically we all need coaches in life to get ahead. No matter how smart we are, no matter how good we are at something, we're not going to be able to compete unless we have someone that can give us direction and and help us to... Uh, to uh, sorry, I'm looking for to go towards our goals and and see and learn those little tricks that'll get us there. And man, I'm losing. It. I was gonna say something else, but now I lost my train of thought. I guess it wasn't that important. So we all need coaches. It's getting cheaper and cheaper and easier and easier for us to get coaches. So we should take advantage of that and find people that we trust that that can kind of be like our mini coach, like I've talked about before. Make like your little mini board of directors, whether it's people in person or whether it's experts on podcasts or even authors or YouTubers or whatever it is that that you like. And, and honestly, get a variety because then you can get lots of different viewpoints. And then those people can can uh, be constantly teaching you and helping you to become your better self, which is the whole goal of everything that we're trying to do. So I think with that, I'll go ahead and end 
by saying that this has been another episode of the Solve My World podcast, helping us to design solutions to the problems we see in our personal lives as well as in the problems as well as the problems in the world around us. I'll talk to you guys next time.